This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning. Hello. Welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, which we look ahead to the latest Arsenal transfer news, keep you guys up to date with the latest information and try to make sense of the chaos that is the Arsenal transfer window. Good morning. I hope you're well. I hope you are good and enjoying your Sunday. Um, I've got the final day of, or rather the first day of match day three of the European Championships today. It's going to be interesting to see which teams can guarantee their place in the final rounds of the competition. The knockout rounds where it starts to get a little bit more exciting. Some of the games have been quite good. So, I mean, yesterday's game between Portugal and Germany was fantastic. And some of the games, like England, Scotland, have not been so good. And basically also any game that Spain have been involved in as well, unfortunately. Um, not the best. But obviously we are here to talk about Arsenal transfer news. But it is Sunday. And because all the the, um, the match days are kind of fulfilled now, we've covered a lot of kind of the players of our Euro 1 to watch, I thought we might do something different. And on a Sunday, what I thought might be quite funny, just as a little bit of fun, is if we go ahead and do the ITK Rater, uh, which if you've been following us over on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV, um, you know I've been having a little bit of fun on social media and highlighting some of the ITK accounts that you should probably be staying quite a bit far clear of. Um, and so each Sunday, what I thought would be quite funny is if we go through the top five nominations of the week. So if you spot someone trying to be an ITK then make sure you send us a DM over at the Tool TV and we may get them nominated on our show. Now, it's important to look at ITKs and why they do it. So to how avoid, you should how avoid being ITK'd anymore, or rather how you should be avoiding being an ITK'd, um, is to check, first of all, if the account is verified. It's a very good way to check if someone's legitimately reporting from their own sources. Uh, there are only a, a very select few that are, of course. And there are, of course, other accounts that have proven to be slightly more uh, legitimate without being verified but that's kind of the first step the second is to go is the follow account suspicious now what i mean by that is that usually you can tell if account is quite small if they've only got a few thousand followers maybe around the ten thousand mark 
um, probably maybe a lot less than that. Uh, that that usually is a, is a first sign of being suspicious. What some accounts do is they like to build up their follower accounts and they can sell those accounts on the black market. So just be very aware of people trying to quickly build up accounts uh, with as many followers as possible. Is, uh, is it the information that can be disproved? Now, what I mean by that um, is... Can the information that they have put out there be disproved? Can you, if they've put basically saying something like, oh, I don't know, um, Arsenal are stepping up their interest in this player. Arsenal are considering making a bid. Arsenal will make a bid for this player, etc. It's information that's not very specific. There's no numbers. There's no specific date, no specific time. It's information that can't really be disproven so that if, say, a bid doesn't happen, the account could just turn around and be like, well, you know, Nothing's been reported in the in the mainstream media or the bid didn't happen. We were expecting it to and it didn't. So, Or they just don't reply, which is another big way to avoid it as well. So that's another big thing. Are they hostile to accounts claiming that they're fake? Mainly big accounts, um, especially verified accounts, know that their information is sound. They don't need to worry about people turning around to them and saying, fake, this is not true, blah, 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 blah. So if you see people being very hostile in response to people claiming that they're not very legitimate, that can be another big sign um, that they know themselves and are quite sensitive about the fact that their information is not coming from a good place and they don't like being found out either. So that can be another big sign. And finally, has the info been reported or touted elsewhere? Are they saying something that someone else has tried to claim? Are they saying it in a different way? Are they saying it in a slightly different version? Is a really good way. So let's go for our top five before we go into today's Arsenal news. First one is at Gunner2Jasper, who says, I can confirm that Arsenal have been in touch with the representative of James Madison. Talks have been positive, and the player is open to a move. Arsenal are ready to prepare a serious bid for the player. Everything is sounding promising, but still a long way to go. Now, notice in this tweet how you see it's very vague. Nothing is really claimed, and it's it's just pretty poor, really. <laughs> so that's our fifth place. In fourth place, we've got Arsenal Times, at underscore Arsenal Times. Now, by the way, I don't want you going and tweeting these accounts. Don't go tweeting or abuse. Just block them. Just to move them, mute them, move on. I don't want you sending any abuse to these people. Now, uh, at underscore Arsenal Times underscore says, we have been told by sources using the old flash, the flash cannon, uh, Ben White to Arsenal was a done deal. He will move for a fee in the region of £45 million. Pounds. He'll have his medical and sign next week. That's the week next week coming, so we'll be had to check that one. Uh, Arsenal are looking to get deals done early with Lukonga being finalised in the second Madison bid soon. Now, this is very much one of those that you can see is, is copied with a bit of guesswork. So we've seen from the likes of Chris Wheatley genuinely putting out information, uh, David Ornstein saying that Arsenal have bid and that we know that a next bid is in the offing. And that also it's around the similar kind of figure that you could have a good guess of what's been going on. Ultimately, it's an account with not too many followers. And so therefore, it's just, you know, a, a slight different way of saying it. In third place, we've got the bottom corner, who on the 17th said the Ben White deal is now agreed. Give it a few hours and the media will report it. This is one of my favorite, favorite styles of ITKs because it's one of those where you want to go a little bit more risky. You want to put a time frame on it. And you want to put something out there just in case something happens that this could blow up. So if, say, they get very lucky, and sometimes that happens, then they've got a tweet there that's obviously fallen in line. And you'll see what I mean in just a second. In second place, we've got Simon. Ah, oh, Simon. <laughs> this was a funny one. Simon says, Arsenal are working extremely hard right now to complete free transfers. And I'll come to that in a second. After Ben White and Lukonga. 
uh, highlighting Kamavinga, James Madison and Hussein Awar. Now, the first thing is I gave this a good three out of 10 initially because, you know, it's just information that's already out there. There's interest in those players. It's very vague. But the word free, just focus on that. Now, that is meant to be the word free. Now, everyone makes mistakes. I make mistakes in tweets. I mean, I've been completely lambasted, but it is quite funny when an ITK makes a mistake in their tweet. That, that is a little bit amusing. Anyway, we move on to our number one prize winner of the day, which is Joe the Gunner. Gunner, sorry, it doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> you've probably seen this guy um, on the 2nd of June. said, I've got the green light, guys. Arsenal are targeting Leicester's out of favour James Madison as he is cheaper than alternative to Grealish. Now, this was one of the instances which I was talking about earlier. This is where someone can say something that's, you know, it could happen. And the funny thing is, is that slightly later down the line, it did happen. The problem is for Joe is that Joe was found out about two days later uh, by, ironically, the AFC Bell, by putting out some information where he then said a bit had been uh, accepted. But if you remember, and you probably followed this story, that it was lost in the translation from the AFC Bell's tweet that actually the bid for Buendi had been rejected. But because Joe had tweeted out already saying it had been accepted and fallen for that loss in translation, he then came clean and said, from the shadows, I've been watching these ITKs upon ITK full Arsenal fans every summer. Arsenal, and I've then he's used some very derogatory language towards some other um, accounts. Uh, so I've removed that. And he says, Arsenal fans get fooled every summer. I showed you guys how easy this guesswork game is. It was extremely fun. And then, and then what is funny is that then the Madison story came up. He'd actually managed to guess something that turned out to have a little bit of truth in it, which, as I've said before, ITKs can do this. And so when this happened, this tweet suddenly disappeared. Actually, I don't think it did. I think he may have even left it up, which is quite funny. And then he tweeted out saying, you all doubted me. So there you go. That was the other day. So thank you for people that sent in those images to me. and Because <laughs> it's quite funny. People have started to send these through quite a lot just by playing this hashtag ITK Rater game. So make sure you keep an eye um, <laughs> on these ITKs because it's quite a funny game. So every Sunday, we're going to revisit some of the best ITK claimers of the week because it's quite a fun game. Anyway, let's move on to the Arsenal news of the week, of course. And we start off with Zek Medley, the youngster that spent time on Jules this season on loan. He also went off to Kilmarnock as well. He is going to be going to Oostender in Belgium, not on loan, but on a permanent deal. Now, Chris Wheatley reported this and reportedly also Arsenal have included a sell-on clause and a first option in this, which to me is a great thing. Like you think about the fact that we've let players go in the past, like your Gnabry's, your Marlins, your Bonassas, your uh, all these players that have gone, Jeff Rain Adelaide. And we never really protected ourselves with those deals. And this is a good move for Arsenal. Zek's not been, you know, I've I've seen him play for Jules and because they're my local sides, and so he wasn't, you know, it, you could tell it wasn't going to be an Arsenal level kind of player at this moment in time. He may be a late bloomer, which is all possible. And I wish him the best of luck. But right now, it's just not going to happen. So I wish him the best. But he is uh, effectively gone at this point. I don't have any information about a, a fee or anything like that. That wasn't reported by Chris. But so uh, you can imagine it wasn't a massively high one. Uh, Granit Xhaka. Now, Switzerland played their last game of the Euros today against Turkey. And they could go out. Um, if they fail to win, uh, it's very likely they will not go through as one of the best third-place teams. If they do win, they could 
But this could mean that with Switzerland going out, a deal for Xhaka to go to Roma could be getting very much closer. And we've seen from the Italian media reporting that Roma have supposedly caved and they are willing to pay the 20 million euro plus bonus fee that Arsenal are wanting for Xhaka. So Switzerland do go out this evening. Be prepared to see this one possibly move a little bit faster. We move on to the next one, which is Mavra Panos. We've seen reports that a deal between us and Stuttgart is being finalised for around £7 million more than triple the amount of money that we obviously bought Mavropanos for. Um, so a really interesting deal for Arsenal. I still think it's one that I would have liked to see us get a little bit more money for, to be honest. Um, so, But we move, you know. It's one of those that we'll look back on and maybe go, oh, we went on and done amazing things. Hopefully we can put a sell-on clause in his contract and maybe even a first option if we need it like we've done with Zek Medley. We'll have to wait and see. Let's have a look and at Saya Kalasnach. Notice how I'm trying to get as many blonde-dyed-haired pictures <laughs> as feasibly possible. Uh, Kalasnach looks like he could be moving off to Trabzonspor. They've opened negotiations with Arsenal. But there is interest from Napoli and from Lazio as well. So this is very wide open, and it's good to see that there is multiple clubs interested in taking Kalasnach away. And Arsenal could get a figure in the region of four to €5 million Euros for this, which is quite cool, according to the reports that are out there. Let's move on to Matteo Genduzzi, who's moved to Marseille. His fingers crossed going to be going through in the next few weeks or so, according to the latest information. So that's hopefully one that we can cross off our list very soon. At the end of June, we will be revisiting, of course, all of the deals of this window and maybe, and hopefully, fingers crossed, by that show, because we did one at the end of May. So we're going to do one at the end of June. Hopefully by the end of June, then we can turn around and put him on our list of outs. So we'll see how this one breaks down. Now, a final story in regards to possible outs is Lucas Torreira linked with a move to Lazio. Now, there were some reports that, I mean, I think I sat here and I said if Arsenal signed Yakin Correa, I'd be very surprised. I decided not to do a tactical breakdown on him because of that. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm glad that I didn't do it because uh, Yakin Correa is, is, Correa is not going to be coming to Arsenal. Um, there, there is not an interest from the club as far as the reports that are coming out. I'd never heard anything about it um, but in Arsenal's interest. And it didn't really make any sense. He's very hit and miss. Uh, he's not really... I mean, when we were linked to someone like De Paul in Serie A, that was someone who really is a bit of a standout. But Correa just hasn't. From me knowing his time at Sevilla, it was very much the same. Torreira, though, could be off to Lazio. Could be worth a little bit of money um, in the transfer window. Arsenal supposedly won around €20 million. Euros. I don't think they're going to get that much. I think they might get something a bit underneath it. But we will wait and see. But it's another player that Arsenal can get a decent fee for this window. And it's a real shame because I thought he had a real potential to be a long-term servant at Arsenal. But that's just not going to be the case. Uh, let's look at Ben White and James Madison. Now, it's ironic because we talk about a lot of the ITKs in this morning's show. Um, but in regards to what this is going on, it's still expected that Arsenal... Uh, are going to make a bid for Ben White. We don't know if that bid has yet gone in. There are no official reports saying it has. There was just an expectation that they would. And we don't know what the figure of that bid is yet either. All the verified and legitimate accounts are yet to say anything about the actual bid figure if it's happened. And it's a very similar situation for Madison. To the best of our information, there is nothing has happened yet. There is interest. We don't know of a bid uh, for James Madison. There is no credible sources. It may change today. It could change tomorrow. It might never change. But at the moment, the state of play is that Arsenal are yet to make a bid officially for James Madison. Um, if that changes, we will be the first to report on it every single day at 8am. So make sure you tune in for those shows. 
Finally, we move on to Sambi Lokonga, uh, the Belgian midfielder from Anderlecht. This is looking really good for Arsenal. Uh, and on yesterday's show, I spoke uh, to Sasha Tavalieri, who is a verified uh, Belgian journalist from, you know, Belgium, uh, <laughs> who's given us a lot of information. In fact, I'm going to play you a clip from that show, but make sure you go and watch it. But this is the latest information regarding Sambi Lokonga. The player wants to go. That's the first fact. Second is that Handelect needs to get money and liquidity as much and as quick as possible for um, the annual budget that they are planifying. So this kind of money cannot be refused two or three times. They refuse, first of all, an offer of 15 million uh, plus bonus uh, from Arsenal. The second one uh, will be higher and then they will find of course, an agreement because you know that Anderlecht has planified to sell uh, Lokonga from September. Mm. So it's a long period. They knew that he will go and he has also told to the press uh, just uh, before the end of the season uh, that he, he he was okay to leave, you know. So now it's which situation and which club. And from what I know, it will um, concern and it will uh, uh, please all the parts if uh, if uh, uh, Arsenal would be this club. Oh, um, you heard it from the man himself in yesterday's show. If you want to go and watch the full interview, you can. It is on the channel. We had some audio issues in the first two minutes. That so was completely my fault, and I'm hoping that the audio is, is good for you today. Um, that we're not here experiencing any issues. I've not seen anything in the chat, so I'm assuming the audio is fine. Um, but beyond, after the two minutes, the interview is, is completely fine. So make sure you do tune into it. It's a really good insight on Lokonga uh, and what Arsenal's move for him could be and how he might play for Arsenal as well. So make sure uh, you check that one out. Uh, let's have a look then and go into the chat box. We do like to finish off our shows, of course, by getting your guys' thoughts and feelings about all of today's news in the chat box. And we'll be sure to uh, keep you up to date with all, of course, the latest information too as well. Just let me make sure I've replied to this. And then we're going to go through as many of your messages as feasibly possible. Here we go. Um, he is a Belgian journalist from Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe it, Dave? Um, AB says, Tom, is uh, Nicola Shearer reliable? Uh, I follow him. He's an Arago said Arsenal have offered Awa a contract. I mean, he's not one that I'd turn around and say categorically isn't. Um, so, I, I, I've yeah, I, I wouldn't turn around and say that he is or he isn't based on what I've seen so far. Some of the stuff he said has, has turned out to be, you know, right. But I don't really follow him religiously enough to make a, a judgment whether or not he is genuinely reliable. So, you know, fingers crossed that's the case. But I I can't tell you if that's legitimate at this stage in the play. Jody says, signing English players like James Madison, Grealish and Ben White will benefit Arsenal during the January period when we lose players from the African Cup of Nations. Well, it's not just English players that won't go to the African Cup of Nations. But I take your point. I don't think Grealish is realistic. I think Ben White is. I think Madison's become a growing kind of more likely player, which is interesting seeing how his, the fallout between the relationship of him and Brendan Rodgers has made this kind of more possible. But there's no reliability in, in, in that story yet because we don't know of an official bid that's gone on. And we'll have to wait and see if Arsenal do make an official bid for the player. Manuel says, do you think the Mavropanosphere is so small because we have put a buyback or a sell-on clause? Possibly. I think it's more so affected by the fact that Stuttgart don't tend to spend lots of money on players and the, play and the teams that are in for him are also bidding at around that price. So the demand is, the, is like kind of the... 
the way that we understand how the the fee comes about and if the fee that's coming in for him is around that figure from lots of teams then that really determines his value unfortunately uh john wayne says thomas you have heard of aaron sanchez uh 18 year old peruvian center back that we apparently uh offered to tr offer the trail to extremely promising i don't know anything about him mate so no um i'll uh i'll keep an eye out fell up but no no idea sorry uh ansgar says uh itk attempts arsenal will only go for madison if the Erdegaard deal falls through madison being homegrown means arsenal can act swiftly but they remain focused on the Erdegaard situation it's a good yes it's a good one i, I appreciate that ansgar you've used information that's already out there you've uh tweaked it and you've changed it to a slightly different way so, yeah, I'll give that a solid 6 out of 10 effort, Ansgar. Well done, son. <laughs> Alan says, Tom, what do you think of the Madison cost? 60 million is enough. We definitely need Premier League proven players if it costs a bit more. At the end of the day, Alan, that's the price that you're going to have to pay for someone like James Madison, someone who's performing at a tops. Yeah, unfortunately, one of the big seven, you would say now, if Arsenal even count themselves in that, to get a player from a team from our direct rival that starts for them, barring the injury problems that he's faced, is a big, big deal for Arsenal. I think that's a huge, huge plus in the pocket of Edu and Arteta and Richard Garlick if they were to say, get that deal done. Uh, let's go to Tarun, uh, who's dropped in a, a super chat. He says, hi, Tom. How many midfielders do you think uh, we would buy? What would your preferences be for the number of midfielders that you have in mind? I feel like two is the minimum at this stage. I feel like two is the absolute minimum. Um, did I miss your previous one? Um, I'm really sorry, Tarun, if I missed your super chat earlier on. Uh, I was probably doing something else. I'm really sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I think two is is the optimum. If those two are Lokonga and a Basuma or a Lokonga and Neves, then I'm going to be happy. I think Lokonga is a great one for the prospect, for someone who could still get plenty of minutes next season as well with the quality he's already got. He's a leader. He's got that great characteristics and personality. Um, but yeah, thank you, Tarun. Much appreciate the support as always. And also for Ludwig, who's joined up as a new uh, member as well. Thank you, Ludwig. Much appreciate uh, the support as always. Uh, Tono says, Tom, uh, who would you recommend for us following on Twitter for the news other than the likes of Wheatley, Ornstein, Charles Watch? Tono, it's a really good question. I'm glad that you've asked it. There is always this obsession to want to know the latest information, to really get a grasp around what is happening the ultimate situation is is that the, there's a reason why the likes of Wheatley and Charles Watts, etc., and Ornstein are verified, are working at media outlets, is because they have legitimate sources. When you have accounts that are trying to give information, to give you information, it's usually to try and get followers. It's trying to get the following that they've got. Wheatley, Ornstein, and Watts have got their dream job. They are in the scenario that they want to be in. They don't need to clamour for to post that information. It's only the demand and the context they have and the information that they get. So I would highly recommend that it's not about trying to find more people to give you more info. It's about following the right people, and they are the right people. You've also got to think about the fact that, and we've talked about this before, Following local reporters from different areas. So when it's when we're linked to players like Sanderberger and Aaron Ramsdale, go and follow some of the people that write for the local news reporting people, uh, news outlets in Sheffield. If we're linked to a if we're linked to a Belgian player, go and follow your Christophe Therese, go and follow your Sasha Tavalieris, go and follow the people that are verified from that specific nation. Go and follow the people that are genuinely in the know and are genuine reporters from those countries, from those nations, then you're not going to find yourself lost in a soup of ITKs trying to give you false information and trying to clamour for followers. 
That's what's important. On the show here, I hear very few bits of information. And that's why often when people ask me about stuff, I am very honest. And I say, I don't know, because I don't know. If I do hear something, what I try and do is tell you it. And then we actually try and get the person I've heard it from on the show, like Sasha yesterday, like Rob Tanner about James Madison, and like Andy Naylor when we talked about his thoughts from The Athletic about Ben White as well. What we try and do here is we're trying to be as legitimate as we can. And actually, when we say our sources, we try and get our sources on the show so you can actually hear from them. That's what's important. But, you know, follow people that are verified, follow the local reporters, follow the actual genuine like verified reporters from the nations of the countries of the players that we are linked to. Um, Jonathan says, did you watch Spain last night? I fell asleep before the first half ended. Saw the report that Fabian came on as a sub. How did he perform? I didn't I didn't get to see the second half because um, it was that bad that I'm like, right, I'm going to go do some work instead. I had it on in the background, but it wasn't enough for me to assess Fabian's performance. It was bad. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that I'm not... <laughs> I've really kind of lost out of touch a bit with Spanish football recently because of it's just really dropped off. Um and yeah, it's it's mainly because of following Arsenal more religiously and stuff like that. But not great, really, really not great. Um, <laughs> or you can follow me. I mean, if you want to follow me, you can. But you know, there are there are a lot really good accounts out there to go and follow that are genuinely legitimate. Uh, May says, could we possibly move uh, for Saka to the number ten role and get a winger instead? He's been great. There are a few games he played in, and there's number tens that seem pricier. May, it's something that has actually been tried a few times. Saka has kind of played in this left centre midfield role that then advances to a number 10 role. I'd prefer him on the left. I think his left foot is really good. I think his right foot needs a lot more development. But I think his creation on the left-hand side, his cutbacks, his crossing is actually improving every single game. And so I'd like to see him really playing on the left-hand side for us with Pepe. On the right, so I think whilst Pepe, I had his doubts about his his kind of ability to play on the right, has started to show in the last kind of six months that on the right-hand side, yeah, you know, actually it can work. Um, Mark Sampson, sorry, says, question, do you think the only reason we are looking to spend more this year is due to relaxation of FFP or out of necessity? It's probably a balance and a mix of the two, to be honest. FFP has been relaxed and Arsenal have always been a little bit cautious about that but more so under Arsene Wenger than in the latter years I'm not sure FFP has really come into their thinking as much um I, I think it's more out of necessity the needs of Arteta the the pressing of Arteta and Edu to really get in in the players I just I get a sense no matter what you think about Arteta as a coach I just get the feeling that I don't get why he would stick around if he wasn't if he didn't if he felt that he wasn't going to get back to the players that he wants to bring in so I think that's a positive sign. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily anything to do with as much FFP because I, I know that, well, not I know, but that kind of my best estimate is that there is going to be no investment from the owners this summer. That's, it's all come, all the money we're spending is coming from within the club. Um, so he also says, Tom, is the Hungary shirt coming back after yesterday? I might get the Zobosla shirt back out again if they get in. But the thing is, I've got a lot of Germany players in the fantasy team now. <laughs> against Germany. So we'll see. Um, Nathan says, who would be better, Awa or Madison or Locatelli? Wow, they're, very, they're three very different players. Um, and does getting these players affect Emil Smith-Rowe's growth or contract situation? Now, the thing about Smith-Rowe, I'll tackle that first, is Smith-Rowe is a player with a lot of injury problems. He's consistently got these little niggles and issues that he has to deal with. And and that means that we need really good competition. It's good that Emil Smith-Rowe is not married to just the number 10 position and can play in wider roles, because it means you can bring in your Erdogan like we did in January and he can play with them. 
Now we need a situation where we have to bring in someone permanently to compete and to also make them push each other. We look at the amount of people in the club that we've got that haven't got that same push. Bellerin has kind of fallen away because he hasn't got that push for his position. Granite Xhaka had the same thing. Despite performing well, I felt he was never really threatened in his role. Our centre-backs had it for a long time. And that's what we need is we need that push. Olivier Giroud had it for quite a while when he was at the club. No one really pushing him for his position. And as soon as he did, he left. So it's about getting the right characters in that are willing to fight for their place and willing to, to stick around and, and play as much as feasibly possible. Um, in regards to your first question, I think that we should target... I mean, if you if, if you could get in a Locatelli, I think that'd be great. But of the three, Madison is Premier League proven. He's the number 10 position that we need. He can play in that kind of left-hand side role if we need him to as well. And the thing with Alwar is I, I'm, I judge his character a little bit more even though he's cheaper, but I don't I don't really look at it as my money. So I don't really care the cost. I just bring the player in as long as we're getting all of our other targets. At the same time, we'll worry about the cost, you know, whenever. Money is just a number on a screen, as some people would say. Uh, Utah says, Tom, how does it feel that Leicester would probably get your boy, Patson Dakar, a very smart signing? Yeah, it's gutting. It's, I hate it when I see rivals of Arsenal getting players that I like. And Leicester have been very smart with their transfers um, and they're very enviable, very, very enviable. So fingers crossed, Arsenal can start picking up on some of the good business that the likes of Leicester are doing. And I'm hoping that the move for Lukonga is a little bit of a sign of that and a little bit of a, you know, that's an indication that Arsenal are moving in the right direction towards those signings. Um, boom, 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 boom. Let's scroll up. Uh, Jody says, Tom, James Madison is just as injury prone. James Madison isn't injury prone. Um, I mean, if we talked about this on a tactical breakdown, uh, the other day, James Madison, the fact that people call him injury prone is, is a bit of a myth. Players suffer from injuries now and there, but just because they suffer from the odd injury doesn't make a player injury prone. A player like Aaron Ramsey or Abu Dhabi, these are injury prone players. But if you actually look at the statistics of the amount of times that James Madison has missed games, I'm going to do it right now by going onto his transfer marked profile. In 2021, he missed three games. According to this, he missed, uh, sorry, he missed three games from November. He then missed uh, six games from July to September, which is obviously during that summer period. So he started, he started the season off because he had that issue. He then missed three games. That was it for all the way from November to January 15th, according to this. Uh, and that's what he suffered with. And then 1920, he missed three games because of a head injury was one and an ankle injury was two. In 1819, he missed one game. Like that, there is a myth that James Madison is a injury prone player. He just suffered from injuries at times. That doesn't make him injury prone. If you were injury prone, you're missing 10 games every season. You're missing a ridiculous amount. That's not happened with James Madison. So I wouldn't get tied down on this myth that James Madison is an injury prone player. Um, thanks for the support. Uh, much appreciate that. Uh, Jay October says, uh, I prefer Saka on the right. He had his best performances there, and I think he is one dimensional on the left. You could say that about almost any... I mean, I've said it, and I think maybe I reflect on it now and go, I don't think it's fair to say that a left footer on the left side or a right footer on the right side is too one-dimensional. I think that Saka has the ability to come inside, even on his right foot. I think he can drive to the byline, get his early crosses in, take players on, get in behind. I don't think he's one-dimensional on the left. Pepe on the right-hand side is a lot more potent. And to be honest, the fact that he doesn't have as many assists 
I don't think that's necessarily as true. If you remember, he had 18 goal contributions for the right-hand side in his first season, and that a lot came from the right. I mean, he got an assist, I think, in the FA Cup final playing from the right-hand side. He can still create from there. But to be honest, my main bugbear about creation has got to come from the player playing behind the striker. That's where my main creation needs to come from, and it just didn't happen last season. So it's not a big problem for me that Pepe is not a massive creator on the right, even though he can create. Because I want him to be more of a goal scorer. We need more goals throughout the team. So I want goals coming from Pepe, not necessarily as much creation. I want that creation coming from the central part. And if Saka's playing on the left, I want that coming from him. And I want it coming from the fullbacks, not necessarily just from Pepe. I'd rather he was scoring more goals, which I think he does more on the right-hand side. Um, Jonathan says, question on a new number nine. I feel that a striker with exceptional aerial ability will provide us with options in the final third, not to mention Tierney can deliver great crosses. Someone like a Raul Jimenez. Whilst not Raul Jimenez, I do think that it is something that Arsenal are lacking. Is someone they can bring on, not necessarily a starting striker. We don't even know a plan B. And sometimes a plan B is really important. You look at the amount of times that Chelsea and France have succeeded, and us when we brought Olivier Giroud on. You look at Spurs when they brought on Fernando Llorente. You look at Man United when they brought on Fellaini. These sides have these plan B strikers. And if you aren't a Man City of this world, then it is important to have these types of different variables in your starting lineup. And I do think Arsenal need to do it. If you can get a player that's good enough to be your starter, that's got good area ability as well, then that's a bonus. And maybe someone like an Andre Silva, someone in that ilk can also do that job. So I certainly agree that it's something that we need to move the down the route of signing someone like that. Uh, thanks, Adam. Much appreciate that. Uh, Nino says, any Arsenal fans here actually believe the Madison rumours? I believe the fact that there's interest. That's that's the, the believable part, is that Arsenal and Arteta are keen on Madison. What I don't believe at the moment is that any bid has yet gone in, that talks are ongoing. Um, there may have been connection between the player and the club, like through his reps, but between Arsenal and Leicester, so far, absolutely nothing in, in that direction. So we need to be patient on this one. We need to wait. It's still only 20th of June. We need to wait until we get into July after the European Championships. I expect more to move, more to happen during that period. You also remember that pre-season starts in July. So you'd hope that Arsenal are going to get as much business as they can done before those pre-season game starts. Um, Carl says, it has gone all cold on the pursuit of a right-back. It has gone cold. But what I would say is that just because a certain position has gone cold is not something to worry about. We are looking at central midfield. We're looking at centre-back. We're looking at attacking midfield. It's a lot of positions. We're also waiting for the European Championships to end and more players may become available later on in the window. So don't panic. It is one of the positions that we have got a lot of cover in. We've got Cedric. We've got uh, Chambers. And you have to remember that Bellerin is still here. Once Bellerin's gone, then you can we can have more of a discussion. But we can't really bring a right back in until we sell Bellerin. So we need to wait for that domino to fall before the next one does. Uh, any news on Camavinga, Billy says, or rather Camavinga being our main target? I don't know if he is our main target. I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal had interest in him because obviously he's an amazing player. Uh, and we heard those rumours at the start of the window as well. Um but Ren are going to ask for a really big fee, despite him only having one year left on his contract. His agent is Jonathan Barnett, who always gets a big deal typically for his his clients, like the likes of Gareth Bale, etc. So <clears throat> it's going to be, it would be a really difficult deal to do. If Arsenal are planning on spending upwards of 200 million this summer, then maybe. 
but it's going to be a really difficult deal. And I think that's why you're looking at, they're looking at players like Lakonga as well as kind of that, get get the players that we can get in first. And then if we're going to go for a really big deal, that might happen more towards the end of the window, like Awar slash Partey in 2020. Uh, Chris B says, son in spin at Zola for competition for Tierney. He can play right back. He is right-footed, playing on the left-hand side, and I've really enjoyed watching him. He did sign for Roma fairly recently, and obviously he's doing really well in a group where Italy are dominating. So I would say, wait for wait for the later stages. See if Italy progress. See how he compares against those. And actually go and watch him for Roma and see how he's got on, because Roma didn't have the best of seasons under Paolo Fonseca last year. So I don't know enough about him playing for them. But from watching him at Italy, he's looked dangerous. But again, it's contextual. It's situational. It might be the fact that he's playing for Italy in that position there as to why he's succeeding. But we need to do a little bit more. Uh, Neil Gunner says, do you see Bellerin going to a Betis or a Valencia? I don't think he will go. I think he's too high of a profile. I disagree, actually. I do, Neil. I do see him going to one of those clubs or a Villarreal or somewhere like that. I do think he would move. You have to remember that Betis finished sixth in the league last season. They're going to be playing European football next year. So they can do some... I think it was sick. Anyway, let me just double-check that in case. I don't like being wrong. So <laughs> let me just check the La Liga table. Um, Betis did finish in sixth place. Yeah, so they will be playing Europa League football if they go through the qualification rounds. So I wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, thanks, Yanis. If you are watching the video, guys, please make sure you drop a like on it. would much appreciate the support as always. Manuel Leclerc says, uh, Ukraine versus Austria is going to be a bargain fest. Yuremchuk and Savitsa could be instant improvements. I mean, Yuremchuk's probably going straight at my fantasy team for this week. Really been impressed with him. Two goals in two games. Could be going into this game against Austria that Ukraine needs to win with another, fingers crossed. Because even though I like Austria, I like a lot of the Ukrainian players. I like Matt Bienko, I like Mikolenko, I like Yuremchuk. Um, I think there's Shaparenko looks as a young player, 22, that's coming through. Maybe there's something exciting about him. Zinchenko too. So there's lots of players I like in the Ukrainian side and there's lots of players I like in the Austrian side. So I'd be interested to see who's going to go through in that game. Mark Sampson says, being honest, which positions do you think we need to fill this year? Need right back, back up left back, attacking midfield, central midfield, another central midfielder, goalkeeper. Uh, centre back is like... You know, if you can improve that position, improve it. But I don't think it's as a necessity as the other areas, to be honest. Striker is kind of similar as well. It depends on who leaves. So we've got to factor all those things in. Uh, let's go for a couple more questions and then we'll head off. Um, no, I haven't heard anything about this young Peruvian guy. Uh, I will endeavour to contact some... If I know, I know a couple of South American football experts. So I'll see if they've heard anything about him. But I'll, I'll look into it. I, I don't know who he is. I've heard nothing. So can, if anyone can send me a DM of who that guy is or put it in the Discord server, much appreciated because I've, yeah, I've missed that one. Absolutely missed it. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more and see what some of you guys are saying. Good morning, Wilson says, do you think Sabitz would be a good signing? I do. I think he's a very versatile player, 27. I think he would do really well. Uh, Billy says, anyone rate Patrick Schick? I wouldn't go for Patrick Schick. He has struggled a bit to kind of establish himself as one of Europe's top strikers, and he was rated very highly. Roma, RB Leipzig, by Leverkusen. He hasn't, he hasn't been able to really impress. Um, and a couple of goals at the Euros isn't enough to change my mind as of yet. Um, there were some really great goals, believe me, but not yet. Needs more, a lot more. Jody says, any news on Max Aarons? Very quiet, Jody. 
very, very quiet on Max Aaron's so far, which is a real shame because there was interest and it's it's, it's still very quiet. Maybe it'll change. Um, yes, some Peruvian sources, says Adam. No, not sources, just people who watch South American football um, and might be able to tell me something. Uh, Venkatesh, here's your question. I, I didn't see it, though. <laughs> I've seen that comment, but I've not seen your question. I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel DaCosta says, is the Ben White deal... Uh, in doubt as PSG have entered the race. I mean, I haven't seen the PSG entering the race. If they have, I mean, there's another bit of evidence to say that he must be a bit of a decent player if that is the case. So there you go. Chris P, how likely is Isaac? Not likely at all at this stage. There is no genuine move from Arsenal. It's just, they're just, they just, they know of him. He's on their kind of radar, but there's nothing other than that. There's no official bids or talks or anything like that so no 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 more likely than it's ever ever been so there you go thanks wilson um i will make sure to update you if anything happens a little bit later on this afternoon if there is anything big that goes down of course we will cover it um but other than that's been an absolute pleasure guys to speak to you a little bit of a longer one today and i hope you enjoyed the funny itk rated little segment at the start it's a bit fun and if you see anyone trying to be a bit of an itk make sure you drop us a dm over at the gunna talk tv make sure you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show see you again very very soon guys and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.